Sit back, relax, and enjoy Talk Bites. And welcome back to Talk Bites with your host, B. Gay. Uh, I don't know why I said it like that with your host, B. Gay. I can't stop saying it like that. That's ridiculous. That's why I very rarely introduce myself. Uh, I have a special guest with uh, with us today, which is a return guest, the first time to happen on uh, Talk Bite History. Uh, if you go back to the episode Unique New York, we have Matt. Hello, thank you for having me, Brian D Game. <laughs> Absolutely, thank you for coming back, Matt. So I take it you actually had a good time last time. I did. I enjoyed it very much. It was a good conversation, um, good coffee. Good time. Awesome. Awesome. Well, um, the, uh, the format switched up a little bit. Uh, so uh, we have dropped the story. We don't have the story anymore. Um, actually, I should probably post that to what the story ended up being because uh, uh, that was a, a little run that we had going on for a minute. Um, but now we have uh, the first question that I ask. Um, actually, you know what, Matt? For the people who hasn't listened to Unique New York yet, uh, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? All right. Well, uh, hello, everyone. My name is Matt Donenfeld. Um, and as Brian uh, mentioned previously, um, I ended up on the podcast some time ago. Um, and essentially, I'm an American living in Sydney, Australia. I'm originally from Queens, New York. Um, kind of lived all over the place. It's, uh, I think a whole other podcast needs to be dedicated to understanding how I ended up here. But um, in short, yeah, just a New Yorker living in Sydney. A New Yorker living in Sydney. Love it. Um, excellent. So the next question I have is, what is your, the favorite piece of advice ever been given to you? Oh, man. Um, that's a bit of a, a tough one. Best piece of advice that I've ever been given. Oh, um, I'm just trying to think through because, you know, like I said, my, my story is a bit of a long one, but I think, you know, one of the things that defined my life was being in the Marine Corps. And when I say Marine Corps, I mean the United States Marine Corps. Um, and I, you know, the amount of advice that I'd been given throughout that period is, you know, it's, how do I explain it? It's stuff that has been taught to me and ingrained in me at this point, but I've kind of almost forgotten the actual pieces of advice given. I just know that the person that I am today and is, is a, an amalgamation of all of the advice given, you know, over that period of time. Um, but I think, I think probably one of the one of the best pieces of advice, and I can't remember to, to be honest who's, who's given it to me, but it's just to be myself, right? Just to be my genuine self. Um, and like over the last couple of years, I've, I think I've stayed true to that. You know, I, I'm just, I am who I am. I don't apologize for it. Um, you know, I, I speak and think what I say. Um, sometimes it's not received well, but people like what people see is what people get right so there's not a there's not a, a second side to me you know it's i am who i am so um be your genuine self i would think would be the the biggest piece of advice that i've ever gotten what about yourself be your genuine self i love that i love that um it's what i uh i run a team 
um, in my in my work, and that's what I tell them all the time: is just be authentic, be yourself. It comes off so much better in life. Uh, myself, the best piece of advice I'd ever been given. Um, uh, well, uh, I'm still being given advice, so I don't have a favorite yet. I don't have a favorite yet. Uh, one that stands out uh, was uh, from an earlier episode um, where we uh, we spoke about um, um, anger and, and uh, you know how you react to anger and stuff like that. So like um, that that definitely stood out. Um, uh, be authentic is something that I I. I spruik constantly, so um, that ranks right up there as well. Um, but uh, yeah, the, you know, as long as I've been doing this, um, we, I haven't come across the same advice yet, which is why I'm always going to be asking this question. Amazing. Fair enough. U.S. United States Marine Corps is that Semper Fudge? Semper Fudge is your yeah, 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 yeah. Semper Fudge, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. What's the motto in the Canadian Army? <laughs> Always maple. Always feed your moose. Um, <laughs> there was a, a picture the other day I saw that uh, where it was uh, a Canadian uh, riding a moose, and it was taken like a hundred years ago or something like that. And I was just like, oh, for you know, guys, like. Uh, these days, everyone is is like, oh, cultural appropriation and stereotypes are aren't good, which they're not. But, but mate, like we're just we're not making it easier on ourselves, us Canadians. Like we really do take the piss out of ourselves, and I love every minute of it. <laughs> well, you know what? It's funny that you say that though, because the the whole Canadian on a moose thing, right? Because it makes me think when we think of Australia, right? We, especially yourself and myself, being you know not having been born here we probably had kind of the same, you know, picture in our head, except just switch that around with uh, a kangaroo, right? And we thought people were just riding around on kangaroos and stuff, right? I don't know. So I'm just wondering, as a Canadian, what was your, I mean, look, Canadians and Americans are very much similar, right? Like there's, there's very little differences. But was there anything that, you know, maybe growing up before you ever made it stateside, um, that you would have been like, oh, Americans are, you know, hang gliding off of American eagles or. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, man, I was born going to the States. Yeah. It's one of those things, you know, like, it's like almost like how New Zealanders come to Australia and Australia go to New Zealand. Like, yeah, it's not, yeah. That's you, what you I know? mean. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. I, I, I was born going to the States. Um, uh, now I would say the stereotype is every American owns a gun, like even yeah. the grandmothers, like you yeah. know, they, they, that purse doesn't have anything in it but the gun. But um, that that that's about it for these days. I would I would I would argue and say that that stereotype's not far off. So <laughs> <laughs> you're right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, exactly. Uh, all right. So the main topic that we have today is plot twists, real life plot twist. So okay. Matt, can you walk me through a plot twist that has happened in your life? <sighs> plot twist. Okay. Um, so, so something comes to mind and when I say it's a plot twist, it depends on how you look at it. You could look at it as a plot twist, right? But I, I would say it was, it was an incredible surprise at the very least, right? Something that just, you know, I didn't expect to happen. Um, but let me let me give you some context and, and try and paint a picture here for you. Um, and and I don't want to draw it out too much, but I have to give you the full context to make you appreciate this. But um, so like I said, I'm an American living in Sydney, but 
um, you know, I only moved here in 2017. So prior to that, I was in the United States Marine Corps, and I traveled a lot, right? I was actually stationed here in Australia in 2007. So one mm. night, late at night, as I was watching um, some movies with some friends, we came across this movie called Once, right? Relatively unheard at the time, you know, um, kind of seemed like a low-budget movie. Anyhow, we put it on, and um, the movie is all about the dialogue and about the soundtrack. And I fell in love with that soundtrack. And like, I mean, I fell in love with this soundtrack hardcore. I immediately went on to Amazon, ordered the, um, the CD, because it was 2007, we still did that back then. Um, and yeah, so I ordered the CD and then I listened to this CD and followed the artists who made this music, um, which is Glenn Hansard and Marketa Erglova. And I followed them probably for the next three to four years fanatically, right? Um, I would argue and say that this soundtrack changed my life emotionally. Like it made me feel things that I'd never felt in my life listening to music, right? Um, and I think everyone comes across that once in their lifetime. They feel something they just connect to. And this was it for me. I connected to this. Um, and so I followed, you know, these guys, you know, via what was it, MySpace, Facebook, whatever it was at the time. I, you know, I was always listening to the music. I was always looking out to see if they were going to release other music. I was looking to see when they would play shows, you know, and, and it always seemed that I would constantly miss their shows. I would be living in a city in the U.S., right, and they had just finished touring there, you know, um, or they've just wrapped up their U.S. tour and I had just moved back to the States, whatever the case is, right, I just constantly kept missing them. And then sure enough, like, you know, one day checking our website, I finally, I finally find a show that's somewhere where I can get to. I buy tickets, you know, I'm over the moon. And I, I bought the tickets as soon as they came out on sale, right? Probably like, you know, six to seven months before you actually get to go to the show. So anyway, and leading up to this, um, you know, I get two tickets for myself, hoping I can bring some, you know, good looking lady with me to the show uh, and woo her with my uh, choice of music. Uh, and I did find someone and you know, it didn't work out. So I ended up and, and it didn't work out like very close to the date of the show. So I found myself in a bind like, oh, man, who am I going to bring to this? So I bring my mom with me. <laughs> right. So this is um, this music is very like uh, indie rock, folky, kind of um, almost romantic. Right. Um, and so naturally you bring your mom. Yeah, so I naturally. brought my I brought my mother to this show, right? Anyhow, that's not you know, that's neither here nor there. It's just who ended up going there, right? So I'm thinking, you know, like this is this is pretty amazing. I get to go see this show, but I'm not gonna you know, I'm I'm seeing it with my mom, which is kind of like a little like I'm like, well, not I guess not the kind of memory I wanted to share with my mom necessarily, but here we go. Anyhow, so we you know, the day gets there, we go to the show, right? Um my mom and I are just waiting outside, like having a beer somewhere nearby, um, you know, because we get there. It was about an hour and a half drive. We get there. We're waiting, you know, two hours before the show actually comes on. You know, I'm already on cloud nine because I'm finally going to get to see these guys live. Right. And then um, I, I'm calling and talking to a friend of mine who's also uh, appreciates the same artist, but they're not, you know, they're not in the same state at the moment. So, you know, um, they can't come to the show. But anyway, so we're talking, we're chatting, talking about how exciting it is. And then as I'm talking to this person on the phone, 
all of a sudden, I see Glenn Hansard just strolling by in front of me, like Whoa. nonchalantly, right? So Glenn Hansard being the guy whose concert I'm going to. And like my, my, my jaw drops, like it takes me a second to, you know, uh, relay what I've just seen to the person on the phone. And then, you know, the person on the phone suggests that I go and say something to him, right? So, but at this point, it'd been like a minute and he'd already kind of walked in distance and I'm like, okay. So I hang up, I don't say anything to my mom and I chase Glenn Hansard down. Um, we're in this complex uh, called, oh, what was it? So it's, it's, it's a Universal Studios complex. Um, it's like an entertainment complex, kind of like the entertainment complex here for Fox Studios. Yeah. Um, so it's like an entertainment quarter. I just, I can't remember right now, but it's a universal-based entertainment quarter. So I chase this guy down, you know, um, down this walkway, and I stop him, and, like, I'm, my heart's racing. I'm going a million miles a minute, and I start talking to him and just telling him what I'm basically telling you and telling him how, you know, how impactful his music, uh, you know, is on me and this and that. And the guy's really nice. He lets me talk for like five minutes. I'm just talking my head off. He hasn't gotten a word in. When he finishes off, he's like, well, it's, it's really nice to meet you, but um, I have to go grab some food because I have a concert tonight. And, you know, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. So I um, let Glenn Hansard go about his way. I am like just, you know... I, I can't even explain the feeling, the euphoria that I had at the moment from just having the ability to meet that person one-on-one, -on -one, right, in a natural yeah. setting, right? Um, and, I, like, I thought the night couldn't get any better, right? There's no way that this night can get any better. I've just met, like, somebody whose music I have been, you know, fanboying out to for the last three and a half some odd years, right? Um... So I um, end up meeting some people who are also big fans, right? So I'm just telling them about how I just met Glenn Hansard. They're like going crazy, like, I can't believe you met him. That's insane. We're talking, right? We get into the, uh, into the theater. He plays his first two sets, and then third set comes on, right? During the third set, he basically goes into an anecdote about how he met this guy named Matt today. And I'm thinking, no way, he's not talking about me, right? And he's like, yeah, Matt's a, Matt's a U.S. Marine. I met him today. Seems like a really nice guy. You know, um, had a good conversation with him. So wherever you are, Matt, because obviously he can't see me in the crowd, he's like, this song is for you, man. And he proceeded to dedicate the third song in his set to me, right? And some people, you know, they may be like, oh, that's a little weird, a guy dedicating you a song, but... I don't care. It was like, it was one of the highlights of my life to have my favorite singer dedicate a song to me. Like it's, you know, how many people can say that the person that they've admired for that long sat there and did that in front of several thousand people, right? Um, wow, the, the odds to make uh, everything happen in, yeah. in the way that it happened. Yeah. That, you know, that is just, it's incredible. Yeah. So like I said, not necessarily a, a plot twist per se, right? But like it was a surprise that came out of nowhere, right? Like I couldn't have imagined that it would have happened, right? Wow. 
Wow. So a movie that starts off uh, with a romantic evening with your mother ended up <laughs> being a romantic evening with a famous singer. <laughs> that, that, that is quite the plot twist. Yeah, something like that, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and so um, right. fun fact is that that movie once, it ended up winning an Academy Award for the soundtrack. The movie ended up becoming a Broadway uh, play. So they adapted the movie into a Broadway play. Um, and now it's a Broadway play that travels the whole world. So, Wow. Wow. So, uh, yeah, definitely. I've never heard of that movie. So it's something I guess I've got to check out considering it, it, it started off uh, a love affair with a celebrity. Yeah, um, pretty much. For you. So <laughs> um, I definitely, definitely have to check that out. So once. Amazing. Yeah. Absolutely. Amazing. So that's, it, that's a good, that's a good uh, uh, podcast episode name. Once. Once. <laughs> and then what is it like just one, one episode with one word? <laughs> no, then it goes into the story. But so, um, yeah. What about you? Do you, do you have a, a plot twist? I do have a plot twist, but not as fun. Not, 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 definitely not, not as fun um, or funny. Uh, but a plot twist, uh, nonetheless. Um, it, 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 it's something that I'll just, I'll just brush upon because I feel like, uh, um, the, the whole story itself is is almost an episode uh, on its own, uh, but uh, but my plot twist is uh, I uh, it, the movie that started out as an exposition on uh, on um, dealing with depression and anxiety and uh, almost ending prematurely um, turned out to be a movie about uh, discovering family. Um, so it was it was quite the plot twist. Um, uh, just to go into a little bit of detail, uh, it was the day I uh, had uh, unfortunately put a plan into action, uh, but fortunately it didn't work. And uh, I was uh, sitting in my car uh, waiting for a friend uh, to, to go to lunch so I could have like a, some human contact. Which you've, got, you've got to talk about stuff. You can't keep stuff bottled up, but that's again something else. Um, and, uh, I was sitting on my phone and, uh, you, you know, I, I hate Facebook with a passion. I've hated Facebook since they changed, uh, they introduced an algorithm that took from seeing all your friends posts in order as they come to, um, ch um, only allowing you to see bits of what they think you should see. And then, you know, obviously who pays for it and, and stuff. So basically Facebook, to, uh, started a long time ago of, of trying to dictate what, uh, you consume. I hated it with a passion. And then I had Facebook Messenger. Now, there's a part of Facebook Messenger where if you're not friends with that person and they send you a message, it goes into a different box. And I've never checked Facebook. I never checked Facebook Messenger. And I've 100% never go into that people you don't know sending you messages box. Well, for some reason, that day, I just had this feeling to do it. I just was like, you know what? I haven't done it. Let me do it. So I went in there and there was a message from a brother I didn't know I had, his fiance, reaching out to me and saying, hey, we think we're your bio family. And wow. that day was the day that I discovered that I have a bio family and they know who I am and uh, it, changed, it changed my life. So plot twist, 
from an exposition on, on depression and um, uh, the, the uh, unfortunate um, endings that could happen from it to a movie about uh, found family. And uh, yeah, that, that I'm going to say is, is, a, is a massive plot twist that, uh, that happened in my life. And I haven't looked back because uh, it, uh, it has been absolutely an amazing experience and amazing people. And um, I now have two families. I have been absolutely for lack of a better word, blessed with having two actual families um, in, in my life. Uh, the ones um, that is my family, who I'm named from and who, who, who raised me, and then um, my uh, biological family. It's just, it's such an amazing uh, experience, so. Wow. That is most certainly a plot twist. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah. That uh, that uh, is definitely probably the old, the big biggest plot twist I've ever had. I'm sure, of course, there's there's always lots of little mini plot twists that we have in our lives, like uh, thinking you've met the love of your life and and you're and you're in, you're experiencing a Disney movie, and then it turns out that no, she uh, is actually not the love of your life. She is going to rip your heart out, and uh, you're living in a Ben Stiller movie. So it it, it you know both ways. <laughs> yeah, I get it. I get it. I get it. But yeah. Um, wow. Plot. That is, that is most certainly an epic plot twist, a good plot twist. So it sounds like we both had some good plot twists, you know, it actually, and, and maybe we'll talk about plot twists again in some, uh, some point in the future. Cause that just, that just brought up two big plot twists in my mind, but I don't know if we want to uh, do that many in one one taking. So, but <laughs> <laughs> it is it is only a talk bite, uh, yeah. not a a, a talk uh, smorgasbord, a talk, yeah. a talk festival. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I'm going to uh, end uh, end it with the a interesting factoid that I do uh, with 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 every episode, and that is Vincent Van Gogh only sold. One painting in his lifetime. Wow. One painting. So, I mean, it, it, the talent that he had, the, the life that he had, and, and obviously what they're worth today. It's, um, you could almost get a, a, a studio in Sydney, uh, a studio apartment in Sydney for, for one of his paintings. So it's just astronomical. Millions and millions and millions of dollars. Um, but in his day, in his lifetime, he only sold one painting. That's incredible. That is incredible. So just to just, think of all of the money that he missed out on. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> money, but like a confirmation of his talent, you know, yeah. like oh. yeah, it just, it just unbelievable. So he knew it or he wouldn't keep doing it. Hopefully. I don't know. Uh, someone who's a Van Gogh expert could probably correct me. But yeah. um, Matt, thank you very much for joining me today. It was an absolute pleasure to, uh, to see you again. And uh, anybody else that uh, wants to have uh, their say, if you want to have your say and, and be on talk by, it's just, Slide into the old DMs at Original B Game. Original B Game. Awesome. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me, man. All right. See you. Cheers. Thank you for listening. Talk Bites.